You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. Nada, because the topic of conversation yesterday was so easy to discuss, I figured we might as well just go back to it again and have that conversation once more. No, you're not getting an invite <laughs> to the cookout, Walker. That's what that's what I wanted. No, that's that's what I was looking it. for. You're not getting your invite to the cookout. No one's getting it. I've closed it all <laughs> off. This, it's done. This is Lockdown Hornets presented by Built Bar. Maybe if I uh, sweeten the pot with some Built Bars, maybe I, I still haven't gotten my rep- built bar reparations, by the way, that doesn't help my case. No, does it does it? not. We're part of the lockdown podcast network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast and network. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast and follow us on Twitter at lockdown Hornets at Walker mail and at not of the scribe. Also want to give a quick shout out to queen city podcast network for allowing us to use their studio. It helps us so much when we're able to see each other's smiling faces and be able to do this show together socially responsible though socially responsible six feet away yep six feet away but also to see each other's smiling faces so again shout out to queen city podcast network for allowing us to use their studio to record this episode and as i mentioned at the top we're going to get back to the John Fokey stuff, Nada, because it blew up even more so than what it did at the time it blew up yesterday. Yes. It, 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 we talked about some of the people that were tweeting about it, Mark Jones, Bomani Jones. We, 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 we mentioned both of those tweets, and yes. since then even more people have you know, talked about the tweet from John Fokey. And then since then, John Fokey talked with Scott Fowler of the Charlotte Observer, a longtime columnist with the paper. Yes. To explain his side of the story, to explain exactly what happened. And before we do anything about this, I'm going to get into what John Fokey said. Yeah, let's get into the quotes. Let's, let's, so, let's, prevent, let's present this as fairly as we can. Here's what's going to happen. Here, here's what John Fokey had to say, according to Scott Fowler in the piece that he dropped yesterday and since has made a couple of updates too. Scott Fowler writes, quote, John Fokey said he meant to write, quote, shot making in this Jazz Nuggets game is awesome. Murray and Mitchell going back and forth. What a game. Instead, he wrote exactly that, except instead of the word nuggets, he typed the plural form of the N-word. Nothing new here. He would continue to write, quote, Folky was using an iPhone to send this tweet. Look down at your screen. The U is next to the I. The T is next to the R. The other five letters of those two words are the same. He would also write, quote, from John Folky's perspective, I was trying to get it done as fast as I could, Fokey said of the tweet in our Tuesday interview, quote, so that it was relevant by the time I posted it. I tried to type it, and obviously I mistyped the word nuggets, and I did not reread it, which, as you know, that's the number one rule of working in the media. And unfortunately, I didn't, because I was trying to get it up as fast as possible, and I hit send. So he is not calling it, just as his initial statement Five hours after the tweet, he is not calling it an autocorrect issue, which people continue to go back to. Yeah, now that that is a false argument that I really wish, like... But it's one that we absolutely gave credence to, and I think yeah, no, that's so. Yeah, exactly. Well, we did I, at first, and that was our mistake, and we need to correct that. He did not 
use autocorrect. So I don't even know if that's a mistake. I don't want to get too off topic because I don't know how important that side of things are. What people did, including us, yes, we went to the autocorrect argument because autocorrect is the first thing you think of when you think of typos on an iPhone. Yes. And then we all went to our iPhones and typed in a bunch of different things as to see if that word would pop up. And of course, it's not going to pop up on your autocorrect if it's not a frequently used word. And therefore, that's how we got into this entire discussion. Is that a word that John Fokey has in his vocabulary uh, vocabulary that he uses regularly, and that would be a problem. That would be obviously a huge problem enough to immediately, I think, across everybody's perspective, yeah, no, he's got to go. Him. He's got to go. But we don't know. And so the Hornets said that they were going to launch an investigation in their statement that they released yesterday. And I want to get to one other thing that. Scott Fowler had updated on his piece, actually, I think maybe earlier today or maybe even late yesterday. He said, quote, I spoke to a couple of communication experts Tuesday, wondering what they thought about Fokey's tweet, his apology, and whether his announcing career could survive it. J.A. Adante, formerly of ESPN, is now the director of sports journalism at Northwestern University's School of Journalism and said uh, an investigation is warranted before any decision is made. J.A. Donde said, quote, if it's a clear mistake without any intent, I don't think you fire him. Adonde said, I don't think that one tweet in and of itself is grounds for firing, but there should be an investigation and you have to consider both context and intention for everything. If you find that he used the word regularly, then you absolutely fire him. I'd certainly do some forensics on his phone as a part of the investigation. Fowler would also write, the Hornets have not asked for his phone, according to John Fokey, as of Tuesday. So, Nada, what do you make of J.A. Adande's take that the Hornets shouldn't fire him, or he doesn't think that it's grounds enough to fire him if it indeed was a typo, such as what John Fokey is suggesting, and not even just a typo the way that the typo came, which does not, he does not say autocorrect is the way the typo came. One, like, and I think I'm at this point, and I don't think I elaborated it enough yesterday. I don't think that the act, again, I don't think intent matters here. I, I really don't. I don't think that whether it was autocorrect or, or not, I don't think any of that matters. I think the fact that this is, a NBA, this is the NBA and this is a league that wraps itself around Black Lives Matter and being very, very pro-black, I don't think it, any of that matters. Unfortunately, he, John Fokey made an egregious egregious mistake the most you can make the most you can on make. twitter at least the well well yeah, yeah. whatever you're yeah. right we shouldn't get into ranking whatever you could say it's an egregious mistake it's an egregious mistake i don't like i'm not sure it matters because image wise if you are choosing to wrap yourself around the NBA, again, if you're the league and this is one of your 32 radio spots and you are choosing to wrap yourselves around Black Lives Matter, no matter what happens, you cannot and you, you, you can't bring them back. It doesn't matter intent. And I understand giving John Fokey the benefit of the doubt and we'll get deeper into that. I, like, I like the guy. I personally think that this is a mistake. Even then. You do. I do yeah. think it's a mistake because, and we'll explain later. Well, and we, we didn't get into that a whole lot. And look, I don't know if, 
I struggle with the kind of time as to give our opinions as to whether, you know, we think this was absolutely a mistake or it's not. And, you know, we've talked about that. And, and look, I, I tried to stay clear of that yesterday. Yeah. I talked about how anything that doesn't involve autocorrect was a straw man argument, but also I didn't say it was impossible. And, you know, when you're talking about this kind of defense, you could see it. And, you know, you do look at the keyboard, the letters are right there next to each other. And it's crazy unfortunate. And it also, it's crazy unlikely considering we don't see this a whole lot. No, we we don't. It doesn't mean it's impossible. Even if it's crazy unlikely, it doesn't mean it's impossible. And I think that's the part we're both struggling with. Like, I I don't think it's impossible. I also, and friend, uh, again, friend of ours, Joe Ovius, he pointed out this to me last day, just you can't get over the not proofreading the tweet part. Yeah, it's awful. It's an, it, and he admits, uh, you talk about egregious, that's damn egregious. That's egregious. And again, like that's the part where if you didn't catch it there, I'm sorry. Like, that's, yeah. like I know that. I know that. For I agree fact. with you on that. Like, if Walker, that's, you yeah. know that. Again, anyone that's in this business knows that. And for that, for something that egregious, that's not what, that's not one of those things you can, that's come an N word with a hard ER. And exactly. you send that out, man. Like a, I, I'm totally with you. And on and, a playoff during the playoffs. Well, yeah. I mean, you put it out in the Twitter sphere that will get screenshotted within the one second that it's out there. Yeah. And you didn't proofread it and you're trying to put it out there fast enough. It doesn't look for me when I'm trying to live tweet a game, which I don't not because quite frankly, I'm, I'm awful at Twitter. Yeah. I don't, I don't love it. Um, you know, and I've got my own reasons and, you know, and, and reasons of, like these, well, some of them are bad, reasons. but you're, because you gotta be careful. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. It, reasons no. exactly like these, it, this Just is not proofreading <laughs> will get you in trouble. <laughs> the, these yeah, exact yeah. reasons. No, you're right about that. This is worse than anything I could have ever imagined. As far as a typo goes, yes. this particular instance is as worse as any typo could ever go. But yeah, it, there's reasons like this and I, you constantly have to be on top of it. And I'm scared to death because even sometimes it'll slip through the cracks, but they're extremely minuscule as to misspelling a word or even something is what you think might be minuscule using the wrong form of your people will still destroy you and you yes. look like an idiot and it doesn't mean you're a racist, right? Like, yeah. you know, that this is as egregious as it gets. Here's the thing, Nada, you know, I, I think I agree with you. If, if you're to ask me, Based on my experience, based on what I think and what I know of John Fokey, which isn't near as much as what people are really close to him know, right? Yeah. But based on our experience through text exchanges that we've had, through whatever, through him just reaching out to the show. Media room stuff. Through embracing the Hornets community, I think it was a mistake. I I do. I do think it was a mistake. and, and, And here's the thing, too. It might not matter. Yeah. It, it might be because you have the N word with the uh, the ER on it, and you put it out there into the Twitter sphere. That word alone, having proof of that word existing on your Twitter bio for at least fifteen minutes, that might be reason enough to get rid of you as far as a play by play voice goes. Here's the thing: that's effing brutal. Yeah, it's brutal to lose your job off of two keystrokes with the most egregious one you can make, sure, but it's brutal to lose your job off of two keystrokes, especially not a here's where it gets even crazier, mm-hmm. is that this is a guy, and we acknowledge this a little bit, but this is a guy that has fought for social justice pretty hard and, yeah. and had done so with some pretty relevant information and more detailed mm-hmm. information than what other white people might be doing when you consider mm-hmm. the bare minimum. 
And he comes from the Minnesota Lynx organization, which I bring up because there are people yeah. within that organization that are coming to bat for him. Yes, while we, but, but here's the thing. Why don't we make them wait for it? Because DoorDash is waiting for us. Is that what you want to do? Yeah, let's do that. Because again, we call that a proper tease, but a sloppy tease after a heavy segment. <laughs> uh, you, my friend, are a great producer, and I appreciate you stopping me beforehand. Let's talk to the people about DoorDash. Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list, and you have to give yourself one less thing to worry about. And what you should do about that is you need to let DoorDash take care of your next meal. I got Viva Chicken from DoorDash the other day. Really? Not a, you get on it? You didn't tell me about the sauces. The sauces are awesome. Oh, my God. The medium yellow sauce with a little bit of queso in there and the roasted pepper sauce are the two that I got. Oh, man, you're speaking my language. I mean, it was amazing, and it was delivered right to my door. The cilantro and carrot rice. It was the first time I ever had it, and that sauce is something I wish I could just order tubs of, and maybe I can do that the next time I order Viva Chicken on DoorDash. You've counted on restaurants. Now they're counting on you, and while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door, and ordering is even extremely easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, and Canada, and Australia, you can support all of the local businesses. What you need to do is right now our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. That's $5 off of your first delivery, and you get a zero delivery fee, $0 delivery fee on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget that's code LOCKEDONNBA for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Plenty more on this subject. We will get to the other news that Sham Sharania broke yesterday about the Hornets actually getting some competitive basketball back amongst some other really good basketball players. We'll talk about that at some point here on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. We're a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. This is Locked on Hornets. Segway. It's called a radio segway. Well, and and I'm feeling better, by the way, if you didn't notice. I didn't want, you know, I'm I'm a little bit of a private person, so I don't talk about my health issues often on the show. Um, But now I'm healthy, and I think people are going to notice a change in me today. So I just wanted to kind of go ahead and get that out of the way um, that Doug is unleashed on this show today. So watch out. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Nada continues to be a great producer because I also not only want to thank DoorDash, I want to thank Axios and what you should do also is start your morning with the news that matters in just 10 minutes. Axios Today hosts Nyla Boodoo and a team of award-winning journalists will bring you the latest analysis and insight into the trends shaping our world. Again, that is Axios. I want to get real quickly to what I teased. Yes. It was... John Fokey actually getting backing from a couple of people with the Minnesota Lynx organization. As we talked about, the Minnesota Lynx organization were the team that Maya Moore played for, Mm -hmm. who left in her prime, maybe the best women women basketball player ever and the most accomplished basketball player maybe ever of all time with a lot of other accolades. Yeah, exactly. Again, when we start talking about the most accomplished basketball players ever, it's Larry Bird, it's... Magic Johnson, it's Michael Jordan. Well, Bill Russell. And Bill Russell, obviously. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, Bill Russell. And then we start adding Maya Moore and a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like we, When we start talking about the most yeah. accomplished, 
she's up there. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll, we'll see about some other ones, um, you know, other basketball players down the road, but Maya Moore is here. And so anyways, in the Minnesota Lynx organization, uh, you got a tweet backing John Fokey from Cheryl Reeve, and that is the head coach of the Minnesota Lynx. And I'll go ahead and read this tweet in its entirety. She said, quote, I want to take a moment to comment on former Lynx radio broadcaster John Fokey, who made a mistake in typing a tweet regarding an NBA game. I worked closely with John since the 2012 Lynx season and got to know him very well. Anyone who knows how the WNBA works knows that the travel party is all hands on deck. John willfully immersed himself into assisting our team and supporting our players in all caps any way necessary. John gave to our organization and the WNBA selflessly at every turn, and the best part was that he enjoyed every second of it. I know John to be one of the kindest, gentlest, good-hearted individuals I've ever worked with. Not only do I know unequivocally that John Fokey is not a racist and does not use racist language, I know, in all caps, his heart is one that is filled with love for, all caps, everyone. As John stated, this was a horrific mistake. John knows the N-word is associated with bitter years of insult and struggle in America because I know John does not have an ounce of hate in his heart. I know how horrible he must be feeling for the pain this incident has caused. I know I speak for many when I say we love you, John, for the person we know you to be and we support you during this difficult time. A hell of a statement from the head coach from the Minnesota Lynx. Who's got skins in the game and knows a few things about social justice issues. That's Cheryl Reeve. Now, we have one more, and it won't take nearly as long. Yeah. Rebecca Brunson, a former player for the Lynx. Who She's is now, broadcasting for the Lynx now, right? Yep. She is an analyst, and she is a five-time WNBA champ because the Lynx had been so awesome in mm-hmm. the WNBA for so long. Rebecca Brunson tweets out, uh, my heart is heavy for at... J.W. Fokey, of course, um, referencing John Fokey. You are one of the best people I know. We all make mistakes. Looking at this keyboard, I see how easy the mistake can be, uh, can be made. I know your person and your heart. I can't wait to hear that voice on air again. End of quote. So you hear these two women mm-hmm. from the WNBA. One is a white head coach who, as you said, had skin in the game. Yeah. One is a black player who has gotten to know John very well. Nada, I looked at a lot of the things that John Fokey has done for the Minnesota Lynx organization. Yeah. And it's plentiful. It's plentiful in his interaction. And I thought Cheryl Reeve mentioning the best part about what all John did for that organization yeah. was that he enjoyed it, was that he enjoyed it. If, if this is a facade, if you are at the height of cynicism, Right. And, and look, we, we need to address this seriously. I'm not even yeah. blaming you for wanting to explore that aspect. We need to leave room for doubt. Of course. Yes. Right. We need to leave room for that. I'm not disregarding that, but at the height of cynicism with all of this context surrounding John Fokey, I think it matters. And it does. It, it, I, I think, I think it matters when, even if you don't think he should keep his job, when we assess the kind of person he is, I think all of that context matters. Even if you don't think he should hold a position with the Hornets anymore. I think when you're evaluating the person that he is, I think this context matters. And if this was all a facade, which could be with a bunch of people, you don't 100% truly know every single person you've ever had any kind of contact with. If you don't 100% believe him, then to me, nada, it was a hell of of a facade and a put on because I have seen yeah. a lot of good things he's done. No, like, like here's the thing. If this was a facade, Folky's in the wrong business 
point blank. <laughs> you think he should be he a con should be man. In acting. He's a sociopath. No, exactly. At that point, he should be in Hollywood doing some acting if this was a facade. Clearly, this is not. And I, I will continue to say it's not about character. It's not about character. It's not about intent. It's not about who John Fokey is. Unfortunately, sometimes we are labeled by the mistakes we make in life. And I understand that's not fair, but neither is the world. And I understand all of that. And quite honestly, had this come out instead of the Scott Fowler piece defending himself and the Rebecca Brunson defense, I would have totally been like, okay, that's the best way for you to go. Go start. Not, and I'm pretty sure they didn't. Well, you can't ask Rebecca Brunson and Cheryl Reeve to stand on your behalf. No, like, that's and, not and, I, and I agree with that. But I honest, quite honestly, I would not have done that interview. And I think if, and again, I know John's probably listening to this and we apologize for this talking with it. Like, well, no, he definitely is not. A, and like, that's the thing. Like, look, John, that's, that's what makes all this tough because the N words out there, like of clearly he yeah. is, yeah. you know I mean? Well, and, and maybe, I don't know. I'm not trying to say, look at us. We've got a podcast, but John has been a friend of the show. He has texted us about content. Yes. We enjoyed having him on. This is what makes this something different. I have never had to have this kind of conversation about someone that yeah. I've known as well. Like even with Chris Kroger, it, this was a completely different situation with Chris Kroger yeah. and, and I didn't know him as well as, as I got to know John really. I mean, it exactly. was, you know, different. like Folky is different. Folky yeah. is absolutely different yeah. here. And that's, that's where this gets really, really difficult. And this is the part where, like I said, I like John. The only mistake I thought he made was even going to Fowler in the first place. Like that was, I think that's the only mistake I think he made. Here's the thing with me, man, to me, if, if black people within this organization and across the league tell you that you have to go, then there's no refuting that. Like, no. if there's no forgiveness, then, okay, you have to live with that because the N-word is unforgivable in certain instances, in a lot of instances, and I don't know how much it's going to be in, in most instances, I should say. And I don't know if this being a mistake is something that can be forgiven, but maybe it can because J.A. Donde is telling you that intent should matter Intent here. should matter. That's what J.A. Donde is saying. Yeah. I know you're not. I'm just saying that's what he is telling you you know Bomani Jones kind of when he tweeted this out he didn't really give a whole lot of analysis on this he was just laughing at how ridiculous all of this is yes, and you can certainly see that on the surface but he was saying it's either a hilarious mistake or a hilarious lie so what take that for what you will from Bomani who is the best analyst uh analyst that we have on smartest race in guy, the country. Yeah, smartest guy in sports media easily um, if, if you're John, I hope what he's done, and I imagine that he would have done this, what you're doing is you're reaching out to all the players that you've interviewed here with the mm -hmm. Hornets and certainly with everyone that you've ever talked to with the Minnesota Lynx. Like, it's nonstop phone call after phone call because it's the only way to salvage it, and it still might not be good enough. In fact, I don't even – it might be a good percentage that it might not be good enough, but what you do is you continue to apologize as much as you can personally, if this is true, right? Yes, if this is true. And, and, and so that's what you have to do if you want to try to salvage this and Michael Jordan being the lone majority black owner in the NBA in a league that has emphasized black lives matter as much as more than any entity really, mm -hmm. especially in the wake of George Floyd's death. You got to go to him. Of course you have to go to George Whitfield and no, then, Fred, yeah, you got to talk to Fred Whitfield. You got to talk yeah. to Curtis Polk, all of them. If, if they forgive him and you have to reach out to Mark Jones, that tweet. You have to reach out to prominent black figures in Michael sports Eves, media yep. and anyone. Yeah. Anybody who has put this out there, you have to reach out to all of them. Not a, if he is forgiven 
by black people in that scenario, what do you do then? Are you still letting them go? Or what, what do you do? Because if, if black people are telling you that, okay, we forgive them, then what do you do? Because it's still an egregious error as much as you can make. I, I would and put it be this re- way. And you too, not a, by the way, right? Like what we're talking about, like, look, you, you don't have to say that. No, I'll say it no, for he you. He doesn't have to reach out. Okay. To you, that's fine. But, but, but what I'm saying is like that, that would be the only way to salvage it. And that's up to you guys. It's up to you, you guys. God almighty. But, but what's up to you. It's up to black people as, as what you should be able to, uh, as, as what we can forgive and what and we forgive. Did. Right. Here's the thing. And I'm going to say this and we got to move on because this is making me sad. At some point, we have to start thinking about this. We've got to start looking at this. And again, I will say this. I have forgiven John for that because I believe it to be a mistake. If the Hornet, again, if the Hornets come come to this decision where they're, again, where they feel like John made a mistake, it's a bad mistake, but he will continue to make up for said mistake, know what who am i to say he doesn't deserve that job because apparently he's got a lot of people that say he did the work so if he comes back and the hornets find everything okay i will happily embrace john Fokey with open arms because that because from what i know of the man from again out front and from behind the scenes if he's worthy of forgiveness yo i can't who am i to say he's not Quite yeah. honestly, it's tough. <laughs> it's as tough. It's as tough as it gets because it, it and, and it's a comment I wanted to address too from what I made yesterday. You know, I felt like, you know, talking about the autocorrect stuff, it does seem straw man argument to just have the two letters mistyped that you would um, lead to this kind of mistake. It, it does seem extremely unlikely, but we've talked about it. It doesn't seem impossible. Intent, does, it, intent doesn't matter in this, all this, okay. in all this. No, I, I understand completely. Uh, we appreciate you guys for support, uh, for supporting the show. We also appreciate DoorDash and Axios for supporting the show. Now we want to welcome built bar. Once again, we got so many people that we got to thank here. They love us on the locked on Hornets podcast. They do built bar is back. It's better than ever. They have 18 amazing flavors and including six new flavors. The new flavors include caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond butter, uh, lemon almond cheesecake, I should say, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. And uh, can you help me with my unsophisticated palate? Is it cherry barsha, barcia? Cherry barsha, hold on, let me look. B-A-R-C-I-A, how do you pronounce that? I'm assuming that's cherry barcia. Okay, so you're just as unsophisticated as I am. No, 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 that's, remember how, uh, like, Ben and Jerry's always has Cherry Garcia. Cherry Garcia. They're oh, Cherry Garcia. I just got the joke. Very nice. I just Very got it. Nice. Thank you, Nada. Anyways, the 12 original flavors also include coconut, almond, raspberry, German chocolate, plenty more that are just fantastic. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and they're easy to chew. It's a candy bar. It's an energy candy bar that you can do and eat after you're done working out. It's a dessert after working out, which is not something like these other bars are willing to give you. Plus, the best part about this, Nada, let me hear it. You get a free cooler with the purchase on your first order. 
It's an amazing stuff. So in my reparations, I get that cooler. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, Built, just making sure. <laughs> Built Bar has reset the promo code for this relaunch with a free cooler with the purchase while supplies last. This will only last for about a week or so, so you need to make sure that you get there, but maybe even longer. We'll see. We can. Uh, uh, there might be some other free uh, coolers on the horizon as well beyond just this past week. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Com. One more segment to go. There is other things surrounding the Charlotte happier Hornets stuff. to address. Uh, it is happier stuff. We'll talk about that next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. You give me a new adjective. God, you're just messing this up. I, you know, <laughs> I just I spend some time away from the show, and you're still the same old Walker. All right, yeah. <laughs> give me a new adjective and give me a plural well, noun. I, well, I, I've already thought of my plural noun now that you mentioned it. How about, uh, well, I don't even know if this is plural. How about grape jelly? Does that work? Grape oh jelly is the God. noun I was going to get. A plural noun. This isn't hard. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Thank God we can get to something different here. I'm going mm-hmm. to pull up Sham Sharania's series of tweets as it will pertain to all of the Delete 8 teams and specifically, of course, the Charlotte Hornets. So, Nada, we got some good news as we, we have been trying to figure out what kind of competitive basketball the Hornets might be able to partake in. Uh, there actually was an agreement between the NBA and the NBPA, and here's what Sham's Sharania has to say. He says, quote, uh, just yesterday, The NBA and NBPA have reached agreement for the eight franchises who were not part of Orlando Restart to conduct voluntary group workouts while residing in campus settings. He would also say that the NBA and NBPA essentially forming in-market bubbles for the eight non-Restart teams September 14th through October 6th. He says sources say that there are two phases. Phase one from September 14th uh, 14th through September 20th mm-hmm. that the testing begins and you have individual workouts for phase two, September 21st through October 6th. You have group training and campus settings, private living accommodations for all the next tweet. Finally, uh, final tweet. He would also say that the eight non restart teams are able to bring in up to five G league affiliate players into the program. And you would have to limit Uh, five-on-five scrimmaging for phase two, and uh, that had been discussed at one hour per day. So that's what you're looking at right now. It affects Mm -hmm. the Charlotte Hornets not being able to participate in a second bubble after having some rumors about Chicago, then hearing some rumors about once the teams that are eliminated, we could go to Orlando. This is the compromise that you have. What did you make of the decision, the agreement made by the Players Association and the association This was necessary. This was quite honestly the most necessary thing that all these teams had gone had to do like when Rick writes when Rick gets an exclusive with Mitch Kupchak and says that the Hornets might be a year development wise behind everybody else by the time of the restart you are basically creating a different kind of cast for NBA teams so this was necessary and the fact that they get to keep this bubble in the home cities they don't have to go to Chicago they don't have to go to Orlando they can keep the the bubbles here and make this an effective spot I kind of like this I like the fact that these guys are going to be holed up penned up and it's going to be basketball only for quite a while for a lot of these guys and low-key I think they've kind of the NBA is kind of letting you know there's not going to be a December start. Maybe, just maybe, we might need to start looking at New Year's Day as the official start of the next NBA season. 
How significant is this for the Hornets, Nada? Because you don't get the competitive basketball that the 22 teams did get to Orlando. And I still think that's really unfortunate because they did miss out on what the Phoenix Suns got to do. And to me, and the Spurs too. Yeah. Well, and, and all of the teams like, look, you can make an argument. I, I think the Wizards are really the only team that I can make an argument for that didn't have a good bubble. Like, I don't know what you can bring yeah, from the bubble. No, maybe, no. maybe experience maybe overall. Maybe Tro- Troy Brown Jr. That's, that's true. The- one guy that's, that's true the one guy. that's true and just experience overall but with the nets mm-hmm. you got some real experience there like they were out here winning games and they were out here developing karis lavert into a possible third star for Kyrie piece. and kevin durant or a trade piece absolutely and so you get something to figure out with karis lavert but mm-hmm. also Jarrett allen has to become a little bit bigger part of that team because or a trade piece and and a trade piece as well like the nets benefited from this yep you have the Suns clearly benefiting from this, going 8-0 against good Spurs teams. Spurs developed, because Lonnie, again, Doug's boy Lonnie Walker showed up. Well, and you get some other guys. I think Derek White had... Derek I White think, had a really good... So there you go. So we're, we're talking about some of these younger guys on that team that actually got experience. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, all of these teams did. And so the Hornets aren't going to get that. I mean, you're helping out the Delete 8 teams. It's still not quite to the level of what no, those not. 22 teams got, it, but at least it's something. It's absolutely not. Now, I wonder if we're going to get a Christmas league. Like, I really do wonder, especially if you're getting a January start date or you're getting a February start date, something along the lines of that. Like, at what point do you get that summer league to get a lot of these younger guys a lot of run? And we're going to see a lot of third-year, fourth-year guys, and especially from these Delete 8 teams because they haven't had run in quite a long time. Like that matters at some point where you're going to have to get competitive reps so that you can use stuff, use that for film study. Because a lot of these guys, as Mitch said with Rick Bennell, like at that point, like if you're going to be close to a year development wise behind, then you're essentially saying these eight teams aren't going to be competitive for at least another two years. And you can't have that if you're the NBA and you're trying to say the regular season matters. We got some quotes from James Borrego and Mitch Kupchak. Mitch uh, Mitch Kupchak said, quote, we are confident in this agreement between the NBA and the NBPA, allowing us to improve in as safe and productive manner as possible. James Borrego also said, quote, the chance to grow together, work out as a unit and continue to develop is probably what we missed most by not being in Orlando. Now we get to do that here in Charlotte. I, I think that this is something that I thought was a good compromise. Even if everything is going so swimmingly in Orlando with the bubble, mm-hmm. having zero positive coronavirus test, I mean, it's just going, it, it's literally going as well as you could have possibly imagined as far yes. as the positive tests are concerned. To have zero, it's great. Even with all of that, it's still somewhat of a risk to have another bubble pop up here in Chicago, even with there being less teams. And so I thought this was a good compromise just to allow teams to do this because you're right. Like, this is. This is kind of a minimum of what these teams are allowed to do. Yeah. And you had to at least afford them that. It's not perfect. And I could understand not having this perfect world scenario that pleases the Elite Eight teams and the 22 teams mm-hmm. or having 24 teams get there and the mm-hmm. 25th team being pissed about it. I, I get not being able to please everyone, but you had to do something with the no, teams you that absolutely were left had out. To. And yeah. this is a compromise that I think pleases me enough to say, okay, this is not a perfect situation. The Hornets are still at a distance advantage they are not the, the teeter-totter is not balanced between the hornets and these other two, uh, 22 teams but it does add a little bit more weight to that side of the scale no it, it does and the one thing i would also point out is that 
by the all these NBA cities establishing all these personal bubbles for workouts and everything else, because you bet your bottom dollar that we're going to start seeing these in all NBA cities, you having these specific NBA bubbles, that we're getting closer and closer to probably what next season is going to look like. And by what by that, I mean, if you get these guys in these bubbles to where they're home for some of the time, we're going to start seeing teams travel to these bubbles Go directly to there. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. And when you start going, you're going to have these 30 bubbles. And I think you're seeing the basically the genesis of how next season is going to come to come to light, basically, and how you're going to see these teams travel to certain arenas and do it a l- hopefully a little bit better than the Major League, Major League Baseball does it right now. I got a tweet from David Walker referencing, it was a tweet at me, nada. Mm-mm. And it says this. He put a little siren emoji there and he said, Air Jordan 3 alert for Walker Mail with sizes going all the way up. Some divided opinions on these, but I have to say, wait for it, they've grown on me. I dig the denim. It's not a fire red, but it's pretty clean. And so I, I don't know if this is the exact uh, three that I uh, You won't reference. like these. I, you don't think I'm going to like these? You You've seen like these. these. Yeah, yeah, I've seen these. You will not like so, these. So we have I, to get David on next week, though. We absolutely Yeah, do. we do need to get him on. And so what I'm having to do now and i'm doing this as i speak by the way i tried to click on the link that he sent me in the tweet but i don't have the sneakers app because i'm not a sneakerhead like that so i'm downloading the how do app. you not have the sneakers because app? i'm not a sneakerhead not a like sneaker these these apps all of these things that people go to these exchanges they don't have 15s and so there's no reason for me it's tough yes, out there here is. for me yes not, there is not on the regular i have to you look you have to you have to go to the sneakers app you I, have I, to- I have to look for 15s and then decide if i like those 15s what you guys get to do with your small or average feet, what you guys get to do is you guys get to look at the shoe you like and then see if you have the size. That's not my life. My life is not like that. My life is, do you, my life is where are the 15s? Where's the big and tall section? Where's the clearance section? I don't like any of those shoes and I have to walk out the store. You know how many shoe trips I've done with that? It's hard out here. For they me, have the it. internet for this walker. And, and, and they not for the shoes that I want. Not, there are some. There, there are some. No one but, feels sorry for you. But when I want to order some home. of these Jordans, I'm telling you, it makes it hard for me. Now I have to, I'm going to try to continue as guest. This is not working for me well. I'm trying to download no, this. No, 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 no. It's not going to work with you if you, for you if you don't have Oh, this. here we go. I don't know. Nada. I kind of like these Then guys. get them. Get them so you can stop complaining. Please. <laughs> I don't want to hear this no more. I don't know. I kind of like them. Um, pretty expensive, but I might just have to go ahead and save up for it. That'll do it for today's Locked On Hornets podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Hopefully, at some point, we get to talk a little bit more um, about basketball. Thanks again to Built Bar. Oh, the Lotto's net tomorrow too for supporting the show. That's right. We have a lot. Yeah. Lottery. Oh my God. That's right. The NBA draft lottery is going to be tomorrow and hopefully the Hornets can get the number one overall pick and we can select one of these studs that could be the star of the future. Exactly. Now, now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Lockdown NBA. Have a great day. We'll be back with you tomorrow for an NBA lottery edition of the pod. <laughs>